1: Welcome to the reel down
3: on Patlin Fin with your hosts Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything from tournament fishing. Here we go. All right, we are live. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, we'll give it a few minutes for everybody to get on, but uh, as always, welcome to The Reel Down on Monday nights, and if you're listening later on the podcast, which most people do, yeah, not a majority of our listeners are definitely on the podcast, but yeah. So <laughs> how how you doing, Jimmy, the bearded one? What's up? Doing good. How about you up to? Uh, not much. Oh, we, we got old Armando in the house already, and Amanda Lockett. Hey. What's up? What's up? But yeah, the uh, doing good, man. Uh,
4: how'd that tournament go
3: this weekend? Uh, and, you know, it's it's weird how our points are. Oh, uh, Justin, I, I like what you're saying there, but the <laughs> uh, yeah, we we had our little Iron City throwdown and it's, it's a points event. And I didn't, it was like first, my boy Chuck destroyed everybody, it's only a two fish deal, and then the next six of us all were within an inch and a half and then everybody, the rest of people zeroed. So it kind of, I ended up in seventh, but I was an inch behind second or I would have been second with another inch and a half. So yeah, but the way our points work, it gave me 83 points for Aoy, So I'm still leading that, but a lot of like there's two you can drop. So I fished the first five and some people didn't. So Yes, we'll see how it's going to work out. But I have everything. I, all my points are all like eighty-two and above for all they've been out of a hundred. So I've got one that's in the sixties, and I I got higher than that fifth out of thirty. So it's but it's crazy how our points work. So that one hurt me the most because it's like sixty-two. I know. How it's many
4: more high. events do you have before you all lock in?
3: Two. Yeah, t- two more. And then and that's the big thing in our state here in Alabama is the top 10 from each club go at a classic and that's and there's also an open division so if anybody wants to come fish it it's going to be the weekend before the hobie event on neely henry so the alabama fishing kayak fishing classic it'll be the weekend before neely henry they have the championship division for all the clubs top 10 in each club they all go and then the open division where anybody can fish. it's it's always great tom it's a boondoggle you can camp before and like
5: great
4: I, I think that it's a fifty dollar entry. Um I know they've been talking about it and I know they posted it on camera, but I think they made the entry the same and we're just gonna try to get a bunch of folks down there. So come on down to Neely Henry and yep. pre fish for the Hobie. You know, it'll be a good time. You'll get to see how the Alabama clubs do everything, a whole bunch of cut ups.
3: Yep. And that's uh yeah, great guys. the last couple of years we've had it on down on the Coosa River, and that was great for spots, but like, I got seven the last two years because I went to the lake. You could either fish the river where the big spots are at, or you could go to the lake. And I'm a dummy and I like lakes. So I went to the lake and all the mon- <laughs> they were all catching monster spots. And
4: It's sad to say I haven't even gone down there for the open division. And that's like my kind of fishing. Yeah. And I, just, that, yeah. I haven't done it.
3: Yeah. Serious like rapids, you know, like real.
4: I know they've got like class twos and I think class threes. Yeah. I have. I-
3: before, I never did it, but I never had that kayak to do. It always had larger lake boats, but always heard that you could go around. You didn't actually have to do a rap Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just I just wasn't prepared for it and didn't really want to do it. But now I'm I got my flank coming, so I got on order. I'm ready to go. I'm going to get in on smart River stuff with you. And oh, I, dude, as
4: soon as you get it, I got it, we're gonna go break it in. That should be fun. Oh yeah, I got you.
3: But yeah, it's been a few minutes, so we'll go ahead and. Uh, get started. Tonight we have two of it seems like every week we're having the best guest and uh, the best guest a lot of the times is Cody Milton. So here he is. Cody Milton he's been on a lot and we also have the former KBF national champion Matt Ball. Thanks guys for being on the show. What's up guys?
2: Thanks,
3: Thanks for having us. us. Thanks for having us. So uh so yeah I, I, if if somebody is living under a rock and they've never met you, never heard of you, and they're just getting into kayak fishing, we'll start with you, Matt. Tell us all about yourself and and how you got into kayak fishing.
2: Well, uh, I'm Matt Ball. I am uh, from. I live in Little Hawking, Ohio, and I fish. Uh, I fish the local, uh, Mount State Kayak Anglers and West Virginia Kayak Anglers. And there's about three uh, south, south Southern West Virginia kayak anglers. There's a bunch of clubs in West Virginia that I fish. That's how I got into tournament fishing
3: you're on the border i had to look it up right yeah
2: yeah i am right i actually i i started i'm gonna i have fished a few of the ohio's clubs but uh i am actually more west virginia where i live than than ohio i'm right on the ohio river uh live on the on the border um near parkersburg west virginia so um a lot of the ohio events are along little farther away for me than the West Virginia events. Plus I love rivers, but anyway, that's how I got into kayak tournament fishing was, uh, fishing, uh, the local, local stuff. And, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, you won the national championship in 2016, the first one. And, uh, and it's been a whirlwind since I've been really blessed with a lot of opportunities in this sport and, uh, got to meet a, ton of people and make friends all across the country and uh, I, I wouldn't change a thing i mean i'm i mean it's just so many opportunities now to to travel and this year besides this year it's kind of sucked but yeah um, uh you know i've made friends <laughs> all across the country that I, I value all that it's just that's the, been the biggest plus of, of really the what i've been doing
3: gotcha and and one thing y'all have both done y'all were both Pan American Bass Kayak Champion Championship champions together.
2: So yeah, yeah. we uh, we won a gold medal together.
0: We did. That's pretty cool.
5: Yeah, it was yeah a, that was
2: a lot of fun. I I really uh, kind of hated that it had to be it, it it got canceled or they had. I think it's pretty much canceled for the year. I haven't got that word for sure, but uh,
0: yeah. it was
2: supposed to be in uh, where was it, Cody? Uh,
0: it was in the Panama, the landmark, all in Panama. Panama. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were supposed the, to go to
2: Panama. So, yeah. yeah. But that got canceled uh, because of all this. And then they were thinking to reschedule, and I haven't heard any more about that. So, yeah. Uh, you
0: know, that,
4: that's a title that it. no one else is. I, I don't know. Like national champion, that's pretty awesome. But a Pan Am gold medal holder, yeah. that's just. Oh,
3: medals, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we had a we had an incredible team um, with man just some awesome anglers and uh, had a great time. Honestly, that was uh, that was the first kayak event that they had had, and uh, um, really know a lot of people. I didn't personally even really know what to expect, but I was blown away by it. To be honest with you, the it was really probably one of the highlights of my career. (laughs) Fishing in that, that was fun. It really was. I mean, I think they were they have high hopes for, you know, doing some type of qualification uh, in the future for that, which which will make it even better, you know, with having guys, you know, fish their way into it. It was an invite for the first one, which, you know, I was honored to get that chance. And uh, so, you know, got in that way. But, you know, I think they've are they got plans to to keep it going. And this COVID kind of sidetracked it.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it, it definitely be tough to have. Aaron, you know people from across the Americas come. Um, yeah. All right, so Cody, if uh, you know, again, if somebody doesn't know who you are, tell them, tell them all about yourself, man.
0: I'm Cody Milton. I live in uh, Central Arkansas, kind of about oh 40 minutes from Little Rock. There's not a whole lot around. There's a college called Harding University, but that's about it. We've uh, we got a lot of lakes and rivers. I actually, I guide on a I got on a rainbow trout and brown trout stream like um uh, it's probably 15 minutes from my house like the majority of the 32 miles of waters so um yeah that's growing up i mean it was summer you know fly fishing you know brown trout fishing things like that um but yeah and it's i've been i guess i've been doing the kayak i've been this is my four fifth full year this will be my fifth full year um I actually i bought a kayak five years ago to fish offshore i was living in orlando at the time like uh Playing on a mini tour like mini tours down in Florida, like you know, some of those like golf tours. And um I got in like just you know, we live like by Cocoa Beach. There was like world-class red fishing, world-class cell fishing two hours south. So I actually got an ascend and sunk it a few times and ended up getting a Hobie. Um, but yeah, we had a few Coast Guard calls, I think like three Coast Guard calls in a year down there. So <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's I got into it saltwater fishing. So and then I'd learned of I believe it was like the KBS was the first thing I ever learned of. And they had like an event on the St. John's down in Florida. Um I went and thought I could sight fish in a, in a, a sin with no power pole and just got blown around for eight hours and went home, didn't catch a bass. It was my first tournament. And I, I didn't I fished like four or five that year and later found the KBF that year. Um And yeah, it's kind of just been, I've been going at it pretty hard from, from that point forward.
3: Yeah. Li- living the
4: dream, doing it 24 four seven. I knew you were a guide, but I did not know that you were a fly fishing guide.
0: I do both. Honestly, this year, I've probably only done, I don't know, like around 15 or so trips this year. It was May, like, when school gets out and when school goes back, like, that's when you do a lot of trips. And, like, that hasn't been as much of a thing this year, you know? I'm definitely going to keep you
4: in mind then, though, for real.
0: Oh, yeah. We, uh... It's Tailwater Fishing Company. You do like North Fork, White River, but it really is actually on the Little Red River. Um okay, it's one of my best cool. friends. Uh, he's been doing it full-time since a sophomore in college. So it's been almost nine years now. He's been doing it full-time. That's um, cool. And, yeah, he does like oh, around 280 trips a year or so. So I do like some double bookings and things like that.
3: And it, this is something Scott Butcher said. These two, men, these two men are building a legendary reputation in the sport that I believe will leave them both in the Kayak Fishing Hall of Fame. I, I don't think you can say it any better than that and, and be more, you know, like, they, yeah, y'all are two leaders in our sport. So really both thank y'all for being on show. And, and that's kind of some of the questions that we're definitely going to talk about the tournament. But I know I've just got some general questions of, and But, you know, but we'll get into those a little bit further, a little bit later. But uh, So we'll start with you, Matt. Tell us all about uh, about Lake Monroe, the KBF. If somebody's never been to that lake, had it set up, and and had, tell us about your day one.
2: Well, um, you know, that, that lake, it, it's not – it was a lake that was not too awful far from home. So uh, when I seen it on the list, I was like, that was one I was planning on hitting. Yeah, I'm getting that one. Um, and, know because it was you know five hours away you know that's a that's that's reasonable Uh, i got up super early friday morning um i would never seen the lake i did some research on it uh talked to some talked to a buddy uh, that i work with that had been there and just kind of got some some spots that he said yeah check this out he'd fished there or he had a friend that had fished there so i i kind of went and i just picked a i I love i love small water to be honest with you i just kind of (laughs) my my where i focus when i'm looking at any water so i kind of looked back up the creeks and i found a spot that i thought man that's that's where i want to go and i got i got there at about 11 12 o'clock on friday put in and uh it was a muddy uh probably about six inches of water most of it and there was a so i i pulled my way through and torpedoed back as far as i could i think i covered uh, well, I, that that day, total uh, pre-fi- pre-fishing from 11 o'clock until dark, I think I covered 20 miles uh, wow. of water. I mean, that's going in and in and out. You know, I, I added it all up. So, you know, uh, and I found I, I left pre-fishing. I went to two different ramps and I had zero keepers. So I wasn't real, uh you know, real excited about my chances. Uh, but I did find something on the main lake that I really liked uh, at the end of the day on on pre-fishing. And I thought, that's that's what I'm gonna do because it gave me some options and there was some docks that I could hit. There was a there was a break wall that I, I knew that I could probably get some fish off of. And there was a bridge, you know, it narrowed down to a bridge. You can always, you know, usually catch a fish on a bridge. So, you know, I, and I knew, because uh, I stayed uh, I stayed with Cody and Jackson so uh, you know we were all staying together so I knew they had been there fishing and i'd they they had done well so I was pretty uh pretty, I was thinking man this is I ain't figured anything out i'm I'm in trouble yeah,
3: this is about uh, to go bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh you know it's it's that way with pre-fishing you know i a lot of my best tournaments have come when I didn't find anything pre-fishing I just went with my gut when I started fishing so but anyway, I launched day one. Uh, on, on the on the day I won, um, I launched uh, out of Painty Town and uh, caught two fish early and uh, got to look at, I, I uploaded them and then looked at the leaderboard and I seen that nobody was catching any fish yeah. and uh,
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant
3: our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that.
0: Learn more at Marines.com.
2: In about, I don't know, about 7 o'clock... Uh, the bass boats started showing up and then the jet skis and the pleasure boats and the party boats. it was ridiculous and it was was 96 degrees i think that day and it was just horrible um so i spent till about 11 o'clock on that main lake just getting beat up getting cut off you know there was there was a lot of people you know pre fishing for the tournament the next day out of bass boats and so there was just people running in and out and checking spots. And it was just, I was thinking, man, this is not going to be good. So I made the call to, even though that other, my first spot was a muddy mess and I had to go, I had to go about two miles before I got into fishable water. And it when a lot of it was too shallow to even paddle through. You had to push your way through it and, uh, got there and figured something out. I had an hour to go. I didn't have any service there. And, uh, so I had two fish when I got there and by the time I got back to the spot, it was noon and I figured I had to leave the spot by one o'clock cause it took me an hour to get from where I was fishing back to the ramp and then another probably 15 minutes to find cell service. Uh, so I knew I only had an hour, but man, they were on fire. Um, mm. I, I caught probably six fish and lost a giant and had to, had to leave and, uh, uploaded my fish and ended up winning um but i caught them all on on buzz bait in 90 90 degree water in probably six inches of water most and of them eh? you would never dream that they would be even remotely active in that kind of condition and honestly it it's just one of those things it's, it's fishing but um what i was doing i was in such a hurry that i couldn't really finesse fish so i tied on a buzz bait and i was just searching
4: yeah and
2: uh, as the as i was torpedoing back at a good clip i was just targeting everything that looked like a fishy spot and i started getting bites and <coughs> and i uh, i caught caught fish that way and so that was day one um you know i made a audible audible and went to went to a spot to you know, I didn't have a lot of faith in. It. And there was nobody there. There was one guy, a guy I met, uh he was fishing the uh SIAC event, but not the KBF event. He was there and we passed each other about the same time because I see him there pre-fishing. And uh so him and I talked a little bit, but uh so that was day one, and then I decided day two, uh since I won, yeah, I gotta 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 go day two, you know. Yeah, now yeah. I went back and uh caught them the same way, but I, I uh I did I finished well on day yeah, two. Yeah,
3: you you got fifth January
2: out of forty nine. I mean that's that, so, that's uh, a good day. But I, I lost uh I didn't lose fish on day two, but they weren't hitting the buzz bait with accuracy. Uh it was it was uh I missed a lot of big fish missed the bite. Uh missed yeah. the bait. And that was, was it still day
4: muddy day. real bad?
2: Oh yeah. 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 It was um, well it wasn't muddy where I was so much muddy where I was fishing it was just so shallow and so washed out that you couldn't actually paddle through a lot of it it was yeah. just it was just a swamp to get yeah. back in there but anyway once I did but that morning the, the morning bite I had probably five big fish miss my buzz bait and I was really getting frustrated and then the wheels started coming off and I finally I just pulled over in the shade and just kind of regrouped and retied some stuff put a put a trailer hook on um you know threw a whopper plopper a couple times thinking maybe they wouldn't miss it a little bit but, uh kind of kind of bared down and caught a limit and uh but it was just it was a little tougher day two. and there was a lot of <laughs> it was hard to believe uh there was probably four other kayakers three other kayakers for sure back there on day two. but what really got me was there were two bass boats came in there and I don't know how they got oh. back there. And one of them one of them went by me back in that canal on full plane. I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. So it was uh it was crazy day two. It's but all I think, fun
4: and games until you rip the foot off. Oh, it <laughs> yeah. was
2: it was crazy. with uh, him going but them that bass boat going through there, I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh
3: that is boat, I guess.
2: But I yeah. honestly it was probably the only way he could get in there. Like yeah. so Keeping just the profit area. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And here I'll, I'll I'll give all the finishers uh you got first on day one with 76, 75, Jimmy McClerkin and second with 74 and a half, Brennan McDougal 73, Jim Strunk, uh, from SIAC, 7074, 70 75 and Mike Elsie, the current national, uh, national championship champion, uh, with sixty-nine and three quarter, and then day two, Cody, eighty-two inches, the big bag of the tournament. Uh, Samuel Murray in second with 80 and a quarter. Brian Sparks third with 76 and a quarter. Mike Elsie again, and I I missed his number here. It, it must have been 75 and a half. And then Matt, you got 72 inches on day two. So, I mean, there, there was a lot of big names in this tournament and a lot of local people, even people from that area did poorly. So it was, you know, congratulations to y'all until ever, to everyone who was able to catch a limit because, not definitely not everybody did
2: well i'll tell you i got i got a little bit of that's happened that happens a lot on local lakes because and i've done it myself when you're fishing water that you know really well and, and it's really tough sometimes you fish history and and you know m- myself i had nothing to go on so i was just kind of just trying anything and i think you know i lucked i, I lucked into Figuring something out at Lake, you know, and uh, that helped me big. If I'd have stayed on the main lake that day and fished what um, most people were generally catching fish there, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd have gotten a limit on day one. Um, Yeah. And it was, you know, the part of the reason I went to the creek too was for the shade. It was miserable. (laughs) It was so hot. Man, I need to get somewhere where I can get some shade, or I'm just going to (laughs) quit.
4: I, I was feeling for y'all. I, we fished a throwdown on Gunnersville yeah, Sunday, and I was dying. And then I was just yeah. kind of looking through tourney X and was like, God, these guys are still grinding it out out there.
0: Gunnersville was probably more miserable, I bet. It yeah. was
4: bad. Well, like, was you grass? couldn't, where I was at, there's no shade. Yeah. And i'm I, my bite was deep grass off of the mat. So you're having to get as far away from the shade as you can to find a bite. It was sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cody, how did your day one go? Because I know you—you know—you finished in the. I think you were twenty-third day one, something like that. Yeah, I got
0: one, one. I got one bass. One bass, like at eight o'clock, I think. Well, um, tell us how that
4: went, and then tell us, you know, what what was your audible? How'd you ch- change it around?
0: So I got there. I got there Wednesday, and I guess I met. I was, we stayed at a barn. I met Jackson at a barn on Lake Lind We. So I got there. I fished all day Wednesday. In like in future. in a barn
3: with like hey like
0: yeah. I mean it was like a nice barn, but it was oh. like yeah it was, yeah. it was it was a fancy barn.
2: It was oh, a okay, fancy okay. barn. Yeah.
4: I thought he said bar, bar. Like <laughs>
2: oh, no. All right. Yeah, Jackson's hitting the bars now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just
3: put that out there. <laughs> hey man, don't don't spread rumors. <laughs>
0: But um, yeah, so first six hours on the lake, I think I had like 92 and a half inches or something in like really pretty skinny water flipping and throwing a swim bait. Um, and I liked it. Like they, I really, really liked the area. And um, it was a long ways from a boat ramp. It was like three miles away. Um, they had a lot going for is The only creek I found gizzard shad in for five days or for, you know, three days and they just there there was a boat that at night fish back there all night like they they literally fished all night long they said um hmm. but i don't know i kind of wondered if that threw it off if i should have stayed past noon but i didn't get up like i got one i didn't never even caught a fish back there like i caught a fish going back to the ramp um that uh-huh. i kind of wonder if i would have stayed if they might have fired from 12 to 2 i think they may have i don't know but um I went back and got a spinning rod, and then caught like a couple of catfish off a bridge, and then that was it. Like it was miserable. Um, I mean, Matt will tell you. I mean, I was like on my way home. I was so I was so fed up with it. And, and the I'm talking to staying. <laughs> no, there was not two better people you could have been staying with than you know Matt Ball and Jackson Orr. I mean, it's like greatest attitudes. You know, like where yeah. can you want to stay?
3: It and, just can't get them down, type guys.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Like Jackson had a worse day than me, and you couldn't. Like, you wouldn't have been able to tell, like, breaks a drive on a lake that he knows better than anybody, you know. I mean, it's even worse. But, yeah, I don't know. I was that, and, like, I hadn't had a shower in five days. Dude, it was a brutal, like, <laughs> practice. Like, uh, it was. I mean, and honestly, the other two days, I didn't really catch anything. So, like, it was, like, it was hero or zero, I felt like. And, yeah, it was terrible. I got one bass and finished, you know, 20 and something. And,
3: so did Matt kind of clue you in? they were up dirt shallow and you were like, dude, dirt shallow, that, that's that's yeah. my middle name.
0: Yeah, when that's I mean I did that, but it wasn't on a it wasn't on a river as much. It was on a creek where I was doing it. Um gotcha. and so I started on the main lake the second day, like on some culvert, and caught it started throwing like caught one fish, I think, by eight o'clock, and it was like a 17-incher. And it was the oddest thing in the world. Like, I just started throwing a whopper plopper down the bank. And uh, this, like, I'm, like, turning to the left, and, like, I'm about to, like, reel it in and make another cast. And this, this fish has it in its mouth. And i just not fighting nothing. And I just picked the rod up and put it in the boat. And, like, it never fought, didn't jump, nothing. It's like, it, yeah. too hot for him, too.
4: That was a gift yeah. from the fishing gods. Yeah. Like, like, Here you go.
0: I don't think he, I think he hit it, and I never moved it after he hit it. Because, like, I turned to the left and looked back, and he was right there, and I just dumped him in the boat. Uh, So, that was the only fish I caught on the main lake, a 17-inch, just, like, skinny as all get out. And so, yeah, I went up the the north. I went up a north river at this, like, DNR ramp I'd found in practice, Um, similar to, like, Matt, but, like, on the other, the north side, I guess. Um, and sure enough, like I got there and there was one car there and it was Mike Elsie. you know, I looked at the leaderboard and saw he had like 70 inches. I'm like, I might catch a fish now. <laughs> and, uh, I really didn't catch one for a while. Like I went, I just started, I took my motor off, took my graphs off, took everything out of the boat. Like I paddled all that second day. Like I didn't, I just used a couple of rods, I had two flipping sticks and a buzz bait. And I broke a buzzbait rod so then I just had two flipping rods <laughs> and yeah I just got put in on that creek and fished um, I actually I fished the wood in the middle of the creek like I didn't really catch anything on the edges of it like I was flipping like 12 foot wood with like a 5 16ths and three quarter ounce um, creature bait um, and I, my fourth fish was probably like a 17 incher and I had 20 or 25 pound fluorocarbon, just flip them in the boat, like all of them. And I flip it in the boat and the thing just breaks. Like, and I was like, it's still just as bad as it was. Like, even though I got three bites, it's still terrible. (laughs) And it broke. And I was like, this was like one o'clock probably. Like in, at that point, like I didn't have a rod with a bait on it at one, like not a rod. And so I was like, well, I, I think I had, I had three fish, or that would have been my fifth or something. And uh, I retied and put on just I put on just one half ounce flipping weight in one one and a half ounce weight because there was one grass mat I saw. It was more like a trash mat. Um, I'll I'll post a picture of it later actually. Bottles so and
3: everything. I, so
0: I made it. Yeah, I made it to this trash mat at like one fifty five. And first flip in there, like, I catch a 19 and a half inch or, like, 156. And it was my fifth fish. Yeah, yeah, it was the second punch I'd made all day. There was, like, one little grass mat I'd punched on and didn't catch anything. But, yeah, it was, like, the biggest grass mat with a laydown on it. And it was, like, up past the laydown. It was just trash mats. It and just as soon as it punched through in ten foot of water, the rod just loaded up like was, the, uh, the I, pun- I wanted I was I could have cried. Like the, the punch and
4: like, bite's so addictive already.
0: Is, yeah. like, <laughs> it really there's
4: was. nothing like the like top water's great and everything. When you finally yeah. when you feel it bust through the mat and uh, it goes yeah. slack and you feel that That's just hammer. Dumb. And yeah. then like four minutes before lines in time, like yep.
0: I'd have been freaking it, out like it was like a nine-foot mat. Like, it had nine, ten-foot under it. And he was sitting just right under it. Like, it just, like, popped through and he got it. Like, it was really awesome. how it was supposed to be. <laughs> so yeah, That's awesome. I think that was a 19-and-a-half-inch coal with, like, three or four minutes left. And last year – I had like a 11 inch coal with this. I mean, I caught a 23 and three quarter on Gunnersville that culled like a 14 incher. And I think I went up like four spots with that one. (laughs) Um, But it was pretty crazy. Like one of the guys, there was one other guy in the creek and he passed me at like probably 140 because I was just right by my car. And he passed me in like by the at the boat ramp and goes back and he like is driving past at like two o'clock and he was like, "Did you get one?" Because I was like smiling on the phone. <laughs> and he was like, "I got it."
3: Oh, there you go. Oh, wait, wait, we we'll are you right Yeah, no. I'm going There we go. There um, you
5: yeah,
0: go. Yeah, so the the guy had left early and you know he's like driving by and I was like, "I got him." <laughs> <So> <laughs> It definitely felt pretty good. Well, that's here
3: awesome. for everybody that's watching, you're going to have to uh, show the picture in your background. Eric Sadiq is. Kind of, I like that picture yeah. in the background. Thanks, Cody, for being my this biggest my, fan. This is and,
0: my shrine. Yeah,
3: I like it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. The,
0: uh, I think he said that it was the two. That's the, like his final fish, the 2018 uh, Border City Classic winner. Yep. So and
3: it, nice. if you're listening on the podcast, you'll have to go back and see the live thing because. He he put the the note on there that you wrote for him too, but I, I won't share that with with, with everybody. <laughs> yeah,
4: oh, I see that. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was an awesome event, guys. It's cool to, you know, it sounds like it was tough fishing all around, and it just kind of worked out for both of you.
2: Yeah, Co- what Cody didn't mention is him and I neither one uh just about didn't even make it to the lake on day 2. Yeah. Uh, I forgot oh, really? my lock barn or No, we stampede. I, we uh yeah, Cody, <laughs> Cody woke me up, Cody woke me up about time lines in was at the truck. Uh, we overslept. Uh yeah. he's like, "Dude, are you going fishing?" I'm like, "What what time is it?" He's like, "It's like almost 6." I'm like, "Yeah. Holy it's crap. So- what <laughs> happened? So And we had to lock the place up, and, uh, and I'm like, dude, this is, I drove to the ramp in a pair of shorts, no shirt, and and uh, just what I was sleeping in, and uh, yeah, I, I was sleeping with my feet sticking out the window of the truck, uh, and <laughs> I, Cody's knocking on the door, he's like, dude, we overslept, I'm like, oh, crap, yeah, <laughs> so, I didn't get to, I didn't get to the ram- ramp on day two until well after, lines in well after that so but it was probably just just as well you couldn't see where you were going there anyway
4: well it it, what's cool is you know you go in with this plan this is how this should go and then it seems like you just not really i don't want to say wing it but it it speaks a lot how you just kind of like like cody was saying took the motor off took all the graphs out you know just time to get put your head down and get to it
2: I didn't need to graph one day to where I was at uh, other than trying to find my way back in, back out of there. But, <laughs> yeah. and
4: yeah. See, but you know, I feel it. you know, that. I'm a, I'm there's, a creep guy myself. And there's a lot of times, like I've got that uh, element nine from Raymarine, Marine and I, most of the time I don't know why I bought it because yeah. I'm usually so shallow. It's just freaking out. So.
0: Well, well, I love yeah. my. and when I was saying taking, I was taking, I took two graphs off in a Mega 360. So it was oh. I was, yeah, I was running the too. Mat. Wow. <laughs> Yeah.
3: So what? I was running no,
2: it too much. There's no way I could have. I would not have done what I did without a torquedo in that heat. um, Period. Hundred percent. I covered uh, just an insane amount of water quickly with that and uh so i mean the key to my success on this one for sure was was that uh on my liska because you know it's a light boat I, it was easy to throw back in you know i just had it in the back of the truck i didn't take my trailer i didn't you know and when i changed my i changed my plan midday on day one you know i didn't have to go to a busy ramp i just i backed in at the at the uh state park and just drug over the bank so i Pulled right up behind my truck, drug my boat up over, threw it in the truck, and just took off. So it was quick. And and when you when I decided, you know, you're sitting there, you know, two miles from where you parked, and you think, man, it's time to change. It's It doesn't even go through your mind at that point. Well, it's going to take me this long to get back. You just put the hammer down and, and take off. And it's a big advantage. It really is. And then when I got there, I had to go almost... A mile and a half to get to fishable water and I actually uh, I don't know you've seen those old tiller boats that they run in the swamps with yeah
3: like uh, a go devil oh yeah yeah. I
2: actually that's what I used until I would actually get the boat stuck I would I had that torpedo pinned on full throttle holding the motor up and just running it in nothing and just just to get back there fast it was it was crazy. I mean that that uh, I've got that uh, innovative Sportsman uh, Rock Guard on that Torquedo, and anybody out there that ever has a Torquedo or will buy a Torquedo, you have to put those things. You can you can abuse your Torquedo motor if you have one of those on there. Because I did. I was hitting stumps. I was hitting <laughs> at full speed. I broke two uh, two uh, clips that hold my steering on from hitting stumps so hard that it jerked it jerk broke the pins. so i actually have i keep extra in the boat i got out in the mud and sunk up to my ankles to reclip my steering back on it was just that that rock guard just will save it and so that that i wouldn't i don't know that i in in that heat if i would have paddled back there uh with that little bit of time Area.
4: It would have definitely sucked way worse. I can guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> I was pedaling and paddling on Gunners
3: Wall Day Sunday, and it was terrible. <laughs> so, but besides the tournament, we'll we'll move in some other stuff here. What a like! Y'all are obviously great. Like you know, you don't have to be humble. I I, I won't embarrass you, but you're you're two of the two of the best in sport. Is there something that y'all uh, maybe can give some advice to some other anglers? of things that you see that differentiate the people between the people are at the top of the game y'all like y'all are or you know one of the other greats in our sport right now and some people who are kind of more coming up and haven't gotten to that level yet is there any advice you would give to those people i
0: mean the biggest thing i see and it's i was talking about you know, staying with Jackson, I saw it. And yeah, I think you always tend to see it more in younger people, but it's just, you know, it's just a drive that's a lot stronger than most people. Um, I mean, I was, I told a couple people this. Like Jackson was up at 450 every day and back at like nine o'clock
5: at night. He left
0: and we overslept.
5: Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: what happened. <laughs> the one night he wasn't there. Um, you know, and it's like, there's no like teaching that. I mean, you can say that and stuff, but I mean, it's really, that's, that's discipline at the end of the day, you know, and that that goes a really long ways in practice and in fishing in general. I think it's preparation and, and yeah,
2: I mean, just soaking in, you know, it's just like anything. If you love it, you, you soak in all the information you can, you know, I, I read everything. I, I listen to everything I can. I watch stuff and um, map study and learning what what the fish kind of learning what you th- kind of learning how, what you think the fish are going to do, and then putting that all together in your mind. And it it takes more time to be successful off the water than it does on the water. One hundred um, percent. Because when you're you know everybody can go out anybody can go out and and luck into some fish but when you can consistently find them um that tells that that leads to the the preparation i mean when you've got guys like cody and jody queen and and i mean the, the list goes on those guys are just they're students of the fish you know um you talk to you talk to people that you know, you, you gravitate towards those kind of people because they, you learn so much about uh, just sitting down and having dinner with, you know, sitting down and having dinner with someone like Jody queen or Jeff little, uh, people that just, you know, they're professors of this kind of stuff. So you learn how to take that in your brain. And if you're willing to soak it up, you can learn a lot. And, uh, I learn something new every day. I've learned stuff from Cody. Matter of fact, I'll I'll be honest, I'll tell you, I ran into Cody about three years ago on uh uh East and West. Or maybe four years ago, East West East, Harbor. Yeah. East West Harbor we were fishing and uh and I've I'd done really well in that event, but uh I I love to drop shot, but I'd never used uh Robo worms. Oh. And he's like, dude, you're not uh you're not using a robo worm. I'm like, no, he handed me two with it, morning dawn, yeah, robo yep. worms. He said, give these a try.
3: What why do them color worms work? Like I, I,
2: I would never pick one of those up yeah. he's like, dude, try one of these. I have caught more fish on that collar uh on Great Lakes than probably any other collar.
4: I'll say this if I'm throwing a drop shot, that's the worm and the color that's on it. If it's not working, yeah. I'm not throwing the drop and shot. And
2: Guntersville, <laughs> on Gunnersville, um, I love the drop shot, you know. Um, that color is ridiculous um, in the grass. I don't know why, but yeah. if you can find grass that's sparse enough to, to drag a drop shot through, you will catch good fish in Gunnersville on uh on a drop shot, which so I, so there's I'm my great. tip
4: of the day that I'm taking right. away from this. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: yeah.
3: I'll never know why I like pink and purple worm for a drop shot work. And except for maybe like a plum or something in the summer and a ribbon tail, I really don't throw a pink or a purple any other time. I, I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to imitate or anything else. Now, start, I Z- Z- the only thing
5: uh, Z- I've
1: out with a,
2: with a, with a color uh, uh, finesse worm that I re- that I really like even better. Cause it, it'll last all day um yeah. i can't think of the name of the color of it but i started using that it, it's just just really good <laughs> but either the robo worm in the morning dawn or that uh, z-man uh crap i can't think of the name of it but those that's a that is on my drop shot first thing when i tie one on
5: yeah.
0: so, uh, I, i've always wondered if it had to do with a lot of thread fin have a purple line on their side yeah and I've always wondered if that might be part of it, especially bigger thread fin, but I don't know. It's the only answer I've ever been able to come up with. <laughs> that's, that's better than the one I had. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, yeah, people ask, how does it work? It just does.
2: And, you know, uh, I was fishing uh, uh, one of the big tournaments there. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Lake Fork, not Lake Fork, uh, Toledo Bend and uh ran into a guy at a boat ramp um and he's like well hey you guys doing any good i'm like yeah i've been kind of struggling he said man throw a throw a robo worm in that grass i'm like in this grass he's like seriously <laughs> he said they'll tear it up down here and uh and that was uh that was during uh that was a two-day event day two i didn't i only had one fish one day one day two i did that and and i caught fish so that's when I kind of started thinking, man, I can throw a drop shot in this grass. Because, you know, it's amazing what that little tiny hook will drag in. I mean, and not get grass on it. So, you know, you think, well, I can't throw an exposed hook in that grass. But it's so such a small hook that you can pull it through that grass and pop it out of there. And and I think that triggers the bites a lot of times. So uh, it's one of my favorite techniques. And now you can't throw it in thick grass. But if you find that grass that's just starting to spread out a little bit, Man, I that's that's what I'd really like to look that's, for.
4: You've got like I'm, I'm listening to you, but my head is spinning on like areas on Gunnersville. I know I'm trying to think of somewhere that's got like thinner sparse grass. I can go
3: try this. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's I, I know a drop shot and like sparse grass, just having that leader long enough to keep it above the grass, but still that, you know that's
0: a big Maytime thing on chick, especially yeah. too. I mean all those legs, but yeah. I got on a killer bite in front of Chester Frost just like, the grass was only a foot tall, and my just drop shot was 16 inches. And you just drag it through the top of it. Um, yep. But, yeah, it works.
3: So here's – oh, go
4: ahead. That's something I was – I've always wondered about drop shot, like, leader length the time of year. Because, like, I know in the winter, a, a guy told me, like, he keeps his leader in the cold water yeah. the, the length of whatever the bait he's throwing – so you know his leader might be nine inches and stuff like that. He keeps it really close to the bottom, and I've always wondered like how I would go about adjusting that for summer. But it's a good idea. I might have to keep it in mind.
0: It varies. Yeah. If I'm vertically dropping on them and it's really clean, I like I've ran six foot leaders at um, wow at, at, at like six foot from the weight to the hook, like at Hartwell and stuff a lot. Or even table rock if I'm dropping on them, and they won't eat a spoon or something. But, yeah, I mean, generally, I don't know. I really had a theory for a long time, like the water. Because generally, I think fish see almost twice the water depth that we see. So I always thought, like, if, if, whatever the water color was, I I made, I made the leader length that or twice as long a lot of times. Which in clear water, where you're drop shot, usually tends to be kind of long. Right. But, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something you can play around with, and it makes a big difference, though.
3: So here's kind of if we're talking about the difference between a good angler and great angler, the adverse of that is what's something that you, yeah, that maybe you think is a hole in your game or something that you think you can improve on.
2: Oh, punching! You guys were just talking about that. Yeah,
3: I, nineteen man, they live
2: I, in there. I've got, i and I, I, I just that's something that. Uh, I swore this year I was going to going to start doing and just take out, go one day and just do nothing. But I don't live. I have some spots that I could do that, and I need to go do it. Um, they, they're they're on some strip mine ponds up here where I'm at. I need to just leave all my frogs and leave all the everything else, the Senkos at home, and just take nothing but that and just. God, it once on you it.
4: figure it out, man, it's so addictive.
2: So I caught one fish uh my first fish ever on a on a punching uh was up was it this year at the Hobie event uh on Seminole and uh there was floating i don't even know what it was but i i was the bite was horrible for that event honestly it was yeah. it was brutal it, and i caught uh, two fish i <laughs> day terrible. one day one i uh i i caught some fish pre-fishing but day one i i actually i watched two bass boats hit this bank twice uh that i in an area that i was at and i thought when they left i thought i'm gonna go over there and see what what they were doing and i knew they were punching i went over there and i tied on a one ounce weight in a in a palmetto bug from a z-man palmetto bug and I, the first pitch that i hit through that i caught a fish i'm like this can't be that easy and i, I fished the rest of that day trying and never caught anything but yeah, but I, but i did catch my only fish on day one of that tournament because i only caught one fish on day one and then i tore him up on day two but i caught it punching but i thought Man, i got to get better at this and the key is just you know what i don't like about it and what i don't like about it is it's it's hard to cover water when you do it yeah. you know because you you're it's, you're in thick stuff and you've got to just basically force yourself to punch around where you're at, I guess,
0: and then move on. But I just never done it that much. It's really hard to confidently do it because, I mean, most of the time you're looking for seven to eight bites throughout a day. And granted, those are the right bites. But that's hard to do in an eight-hour period. I mean, there's a lot of people that are better at it. I mean, Russ is unbelievable at it. I mean, he keeps beating us all doing things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep your head down and have confidence you are going to get bites. Because, I mean, you do. It's just – it's just like what matt said you're not covering water you're looking at the same thing and hitting like a lot of a lot of the same stuff you know i mean yeah it gets miserable after a little while that's what i was about to say is that that, well
4: that's what i was about to say is that from my experience with punching it it is you're looking for basically the same thing and you're looking at a lot of it and Mm it's like you said you got to put your head down and commit and you're going to pitch and all day like you, you know like you said you're just looking for a couple of bites man that's but those bites yeah, are so intense,
3: though.
0: Do it. You're on. A, you're on a quick route to back surgery too. If you're a big flipper too. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and so here, here's a question that let me find it, Scott. But, but yeah, Scott. So, but besides the last this event, because it was obviously tough, what was the last body of water that you fished that just beat you down mentally?
0: Uh, Monroe here <laughs> that first, that first day in practice and here um now i mean I would say yeah I mean honestly i it, i was really bummed out after that first day i mean it was a brutal this was a brutal week i mean it ended nicely but yeah it was a long hard week i would say here <laughs> i mean i know it's it's close but yeah
2: um for me i struggled um i really had a had a rough time at uh <laughs> The, the worst feeling I had after a tournament was the first tournament. Really, I, maybe the second tournament but it was at, uh, the KBF event on uh, Santee Cooper this year. Um, I left that one defeated because um, I I'm not super uh, confident when I go into a tournament. I mean, I'm I never am, but I was telling Cody and Jackson the other day that. Uh, i on pre-fishing on uh uh, for that event i was on the fish um and i intentionally wasn't even trying to i mean i figured something out with a swim jig that was just ridiculous i was on the phone with richard penny just talking about some some stuff with jackson at the jackson kayak at the time and i caught five fish just I was torpedoing through these channels and just not even paying attention and throwing that swim jig. And they were just almost jerking the rod out of my hand. And I told mm-hmm. Richard, I was like, I'm going to win this tomorrow. Um, and there was alligators all around me. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. The the amount of, and and I would catch a fish and I just like, I'm leaving. And I, and on my way out, I'd, I'd see something that looks similar and I'd throw it out and I'd, I'd catch another one. And I mean, it
3: just easy.
4: Yeah. It,
2: it was it was ridiculous. And I was, and the next day was supposed to be the same. It was cold, but sunny. And I was like, man, it's going to be, it's going to set up just the same way. And, and everybody I'd talked to wasn't catching fish either. That was the other thing, you know? Oh. Uh, and, uh, I didn't get a bite all day, not a bite. Um, I left that tournament. Of course, that was a, that was a about a week and a half on the road that I was doing. Cause I went, with my buddy Tim, we drove overnight to Seminole and got there like that morning and fished and then fished the event. Um, and then I was supposed to meet uh, Scott Ucher to do some filming, uh, but and then on the on the way to uh, uh, shoot Cody the the the, Cape, the bass event that was right yes. there. Uh, Logan late Logan, Logan, Logan Martin. Martin. Logan Martin, is it Logan Martin? Yeah. yeah. So I left Seminole or not Seminole shoot. Uh, that was, that was it. That was the worst. That was the worst. I, I got out done with that tournament. I was like, wait, why am I putting myself through this? <laughs> and I did spend a week away from home, away from the wife and the kids. And I did all right at uh, Lake Logan Martin, because it kind of set up pretty good for me with them you know, spots. And, uh, but I didn't, didn't do as well as I'd hoped, but I did catch fish, but, uh, that was a tough couple weeks there, uh, span. And then all this COVID stuff hit and it just, uh, it's felt, it's felt good to, I've kind of gotten into my groove here, uh, with the last few tournaments, uh, did really well on, uh, you know, uh, the Susquehanna, which is absolutely probably my favorite place to go now. <laughs> and, uh, and then you know, finished in the money on both of those days, and then this one. So I've, it's it's easy to get beat down, and but you got to pick your head up and keep going because it's fishing. I mean, you look at, honestly, and I, I don't want to make this sound, but even myself, I look at I look at Cody and and Cody or Jody Queen or or you know any of these guys, Christine, all these people that that are always really doing well. And you think when you see them have a day like that, it's, it's encouraging to others yeah. because we all, <laughs> it is just fishing, you know, there's not a secret pill, you know, you yeah. just got to keep doing it. You got to keep fishing. You got to, you got to enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, you can't do it. But every one of us, all those people have absolutely tanked at some point, And that is, That is nothing. That's just fishing, you know, but it's easy when it, when you do it yourself to take that internally and think, man, I suck. You know, it's, uh, I'm a, I'm a farce, you know, nobody, I I can't catch fish. You know why people aren't going to think I could even catch fish after this. You know what? It's embarrassing. I didn't
5: think I
0: I could get five bites on a lake anywhere in the country after Saturday. I mean, I really (laughs) felt that way like that's everybody
2: feels that way so
0: that's what i'm going
2: to say to those guys that go out and have these events like that and and we've all been there and you will and we will again i mean that happens to all of us and if uh if that's it's that's how you learn you know
3: and like one of the worst parts now is you know you're trying to do right by your sponsors. so you come back and you're trying to you know, you're trying to figure out that great positive text. Oh, I, I got something positive from this one. And my gear was great, and it was just me. I, oh, man, that's terrible, too. <laughs>
4: All I could say is I'm positive. I sucked.
3: Yeah. So th- a, a selfish, uh, kind of a selfish question for me. Matt, I know you're a hardworking guy, and for, for the family men out there, uh, one question I, I like to ask is how do you find that the – the time and how, how do you? Yeah, I saw that your son, I think your son was on here earlier and he said, Hey, Matt, um, just how do you find that time and how do, you, how do you do that with a family? How are you honestly, able to
2: honestly,
3: spend time and do it?
2: The, the key for me, and I, and I actually talked to Cody about this the other day. We were, sitting it's around, what we're
0: talking about sweat.
2: <laughs> um, you know, you've got to have your priorities right. This, this, it's easy for others to look at my social media page sometimes and think, man, this is the biggest thing in Matt Ball's life. It's not. Yeah. Um, this is by far way down the list. You know, my faith, my family and, and honestly my, my job have to be at the top of that list. If you don't keep those priorities in line, you're going to, you're going to fail when you do the stuff like this because, and what it's the, the hardest part for me is i love doing this i would i would love to have the opportunity to walk away from dupont and and just do this for a living because i love it but you know you've got to keep your head on your shoulders and realize that you've got i've got five family members relying on me and that's where uh So this isn't the most important thing in my life, but I take it very seriously, you know, it's just the balance, but you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, Matt's not fishing this tournament. He must, you know, not want to support this organization or that organization. Well, what it usually boils down to is Matt's got something else really important going on that weekend. Uh, kids, kids stuff, you know, going on, or, you know, this year, uh, was really going to be kind of tough. Uh, A couple of the biggest tournaments of the year fell when we were moving uh, one of my graduation from college, Uh, moving the kids back to college, moving them home from college, you know, weddings just, but I will never, I won't sacrifice those for this uh, ever, Um, but I've got a very supportive family that, that absolutely is behind me there. That's the only way I can do it. Um, is having them support what I'm doing and by me putting them first, that's how I keep that support in my opinion.
3: And God help us whenever you retire.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. That's what he's saying. He's hoping for the opportunity to do it for a living. At the rate he's going, it's it can't be far off.
2: Uh it's it's, it's DuPont uh, pays pretty good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've, got, I've been blessed with a great job. I really have. And uh, and I've got, I've, I've had, I'm going to have two in college for quite a while. I've got four kids. Oh. So, and they're stacked to where I've got, you know, two in college. So,
5: that's uh, why he does this.
4: He has got to pay for them college. Damn. Oh, my kids. God. This is where all that money goes.
3: <laughs> so, what else? That's, where, what my, that's
2: where my first national championship check went. So, <laughs> that's
3: money well spent. The uh, it keeps them from coming back one day, you know, having I a good education. Right? Well, <laughs> want them
5: to come back.
3: <laughs> so, what what events do y'all have coming up next?
0: Uh, I'm I'll be at East and West Harbor this weekend. Um, I should get there sometime tomorrow afternoon around lunch. Is what I'm planning on. So, but yeah, I think Matt, you're coming Sunday, right? One day. Yeah, I've got uh,
2: got a family, like family, uh have friends of ours they have a their daughters getting married uh saturday so i'm i'm going to be at that and then uh east west harbor is about a little over four hours away so hopefully by the time we clean up help clean up from the wedding i'll get in the truck and drive up and pull in a parking lot and wake up and see if i can figure something out on sunday at east west harbor and then uh after that i'm uh, i'm going to be hitting the susquehanna for the hobie event um i've got uh i'm gonna i'd love 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 to get up to lake george uh for the kbf event that's that's a bucket list place i really like that place i've never been there but i like the looks of it it's a deep clear water smallmouth fishery that i really want to fish but it's about 10 hours which you know i don't mind traveling i just it's a matter of uh other things going on in life but uh so i've got susquehanna i've got east west harbor and then uh I'm, I'm going to hit the KUSA, uh Hobie event as well later in the yeah. year.
4: Are either one of y'all uh, planning on going up to Lacrosse
3: for the bass event?
2: I can't. uh can't make Good. that one. But I'm going to fish.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's fishing it. He doesn't want y'all to go.
2: <laughs> I would love to uh, fish that one. Uh, and that's yeah, the other I'm, thing that I've got to be stuff. careful about is vacation time. See, I, yeah. I, I work, I'm a shift worker, so um, – weekends just because there's a tournament on a weekend doesn't mean that i have the time off so i've i've got to i've really got to be selective about what i take time off for and and honestly this year uh, now that i've done well in uh, the kbf events i'm i've got to kind of look towards fishing some of the regional championships and seeing what dates those are on um, and planning maybe having to take a chunk of vacation off to to go to those which i will but, but i've Training and then,
3: uh, shifts, yeah, stuff like
2: yeah, that. Yeah, so I've got to, I've kind of got to look at that. Um, the ones that I've mentioned just happen to be the weekends that I'm off, and and as uh, less. So that that's kind of what I do. I look at my schedule. If I'm off, I pick the events that are the closest to me with the most p- potential, and then uh, and then I balance the family vacation time. And what I, I what was really fun, and I know I keep t- I'm talking. you oh no, you're good, man. Um, one of the best times i've had this year we i took the whole family with me to uh to the susquehanna event and well all but two of my kids were working so i two of my older kids were couldn't go but that was so nice um even though i do i have a i struggle with a little bit of guilt when i'm away for a few days uh from the family to, to do these and by having them there Man, I slept so good at night and, oh, yeah. and, and, and at the end of the day, plus the, the KBF events have been ending up at about two o'clock. So and I had all evening to hang out at the campground, go to the pool, uh, fish with the kids, went catfishing with the boys and uh, and just relaxed and, and didn't really think about the tournament. And it worked out pretty good. I did real well on that one, too. So I love... I love taking the family. Last year, I took my wife and I spent the week up at uh, three days up at East West Harbor and I never even pre-fished. Of course, I I sucked really bad at East West Harbor last year. But, uh, but we had a great time. We went sightseeing and uh, had a fun time. I like taking them with me when I can. Yeah. That's I always
0: I always say, I think it's the best tournament to bring like a wife slash girlfriend or whatever. That's a really beautiful area. It's like it kind of is. it's kind of a retirement home on like south of the Erie Islands. It's a really yep. cool area. It's expensive, but it's really nice. Yeah,
4: that's I'm I'm taking the wife with me. We're you know twelve it's, hours. It's a
5: good one for it. Yeah,
4: here to here to Lacrosse. So I'm taking her with me to see if that like you were saying because I I get that guilt trip where I'm just like God you know. I should be home right now instead. So I'm taking her with me and maybe that'll give me a little peace of mind so I can kind of focus on it.
3: If if, if anybody out there, if you're not going to fish the Susquehanna with the Hobie, come out and fish August 8th with us, the Alabama Bass Nation. Uh, we'll, we'll be on Gunnersville. If you've paid that fee in another state, you can pay it here and you can use it as practice for a national championship if they're having it, hopefully, you know yeah uh so we have give you all chance it's been an hour we don't want to hold y'all up anymore uh is there anybody you'd like shout out any sponsors family members anybody else well we'll start with you cody uh
0: fish usa uh new canoe that one's that one's been really i've been enjoying that a lot this year um, new canoe. You've been battling it yeah like you know honestly i was telling matt like i'm kind of in the opposite boat as him a lot of my best finishes have been hobies this year so uh which i wouldn't have expected you know not ever having really paddled before so i'm kind of i might make it to the susky potentially i might kind of add a few hobies um but we'll see, i don't know we'll see how it goes um but that being said the motor guide has been super nice and i've i've, I've enjoyed that um the lithium um i'm running like a 100 amp hour battery and getting oh somewhere between 8 and 11 miles with that xi3 um, and my, I, I'm running two twenty-three Dakota lithiums in unison now. Um, and I'm getting a like pretty, I'm getting a lot better run time with them. More like pretty closer to 12 to 14 hours or, or more. And, but I'm running to 10 amp hour, you know, to two 10, uh, hummingbird to in, 10 inch hummingbirds. So I'm, I'm pulling some juice, wow. and it's, it's two keeping ten. me going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that, where do you put? I,
3: I, I, I gotta see the setup. I gotta know
1: where they're at. The, I've got pursuit.
0: them, well, I also, like, you know the Pursuit console box? Um, yeah. I, I, mine's, like, twice the thickness. Like, mine's a standing platform, so mine's mounted on that.
5: Oh, okay. Um
0: So, yeah, so, like, mine, like, yeah, I can stand up on the, the Pursuit console box, jump on it, all that kind of stuff. So, I've got both of my 10s stacked on that. Um, yeah, but it's kind of, it kind of looks like one of the TH Marine mounts, but it's just two, three, it's two Ram Ball and Yak Attack mounts. But yeah, I, I bet you like, get some crazy
4: looks from, from bass back. boaters. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's literally, it's, yeah. It And that's kind of why I was having the issues networking them. Cause I've got them all networked, you know, and stuff. So like all the waypoints are shared, data sharing and stuff. And yeah, you do kind of feel like an idiot working on that at a ramp. Like, you know, putting two units on there. And I was like, that's why I just ripped it off one day. I was just going to act off. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it is really fun. I've been enjoying it, but. Cool. That's I- about it
3: how about
2: you matt uh well i mentioned torquido that it's been a real big you know i can't say enough about that what that motor helps me do um i know there's a lot of controversy about motors but i can promise you it isn't a big advantage big advantage uh and uh jackson kayak uh honestly uh you know 13 fishing has been uh really good to me fishing online uh they're like family to me uh, they get they keep me in whatever i need and uh, they're great people um uh nrs uh man uh, nrs just makes some of the best stuff out there and yeah. um period uh keeps you good and good and safe and uh um, Dakota Lithium, I'm uh, on the same team with, with Cody on Dakota. Man, I, that battery is, I'm running, I'm running a, a Elite 9, or not Elite 9, a, a 9 Live uh, Lurant, uh, Shoot. Anyway, my brain's not working right now.
4: HDS um, 9 Live.
2: HDS 9 Live. Um, uh, bending branches. I'd used my paddle quite a bit this week too. You know. <laughs> Uh, and having that is is awesome um i'm always i'm always uh uh, yak attack my gosh man yak attack and they are such a big supporter of this whole industry and uh every you can take you know just about any boat and and add yak attack to it you can make a great fishing platform with what they've got so uh yak attacks just been a great uh great great sponsor um and cow coast fishing. They've been great to me. Um, you know, I have started throwing a lot more crankbaits and and treble hook type lures. And um I, I watched Cody pull treble hooks out of the back the other day and I thought, man, Cody needs him a couple bait sacks on them on them treble hooks, so he throws them in that van. But I can't <laughs> yeah. hardly I can't hardly put a put a treble hook in my truck without putting a bait sack on, it or else I'm ticked off because I've got it yeah. hung and everything. So but, uh, but no, that's, I've, I've been really blessed with some incredible sponsors and uh, they support me. And uh, this has been the year to support them because a lot of them have struggled with some of this stuff. So, Definitely. Uh,
3: so. well, cool. Hey, well, yeah. Amen to that. Well, thanks again for being on the show. And I'm sure we'll have you all again on soon. Cody, we'll, we'll see you next week. You know, we expect yep. you to be here again. So, uh, yeah thank y'all we'll, we'll talk to y'all soon
2: thanks for having us thanks guys
3: kind of lost cody at the end there for a second i think but like yeah, you said,
4: we'll have him all next week at eight again so
3: man i love this i love what we do we get to sit back here talk to great guys talk about fishing and just, man i love that.
4: getting those little tid like i was over here jotting down notes man like man
3: yeah, i got notes
4: Oh yeah man, I'm uh, over here thinking like, oh this is gonna change my game. this is gonna get my head right <laughs> I'm gonna go throw a drop shot in Gunnersville
3: yeah exactly I was just <laughs> man you are going to Gunnersville with that drop shot. Oh 100 All right, so uh we'll, we'll go ahead and get on oh and by the way you can, I got my paddling fin hoodie on here it's a uh, you can get them online get them on our site now I just use it like I, maybe I'm late to the game. Like I I get it. I've I've always used a buff. Like I like, uh, boss buffs. I have buff boss buffs now, and uh, but I've never had a hood. I know that seems crazy. but I've never had one. Now I have a hood. The last two times I've been fishing, I've worn this, dude. It's great. But you can uh, yeah, you can check out, especially since it's been so hot and so sunny. Yeah, you can get me on those NRS varial hoodies. Yeah, well. these are a lot cheaper than that. You can get these oh, for yeah. fifty. It's the mossy oak one, but uh, but yeah, check them out. You can get them from us. Nice product. Says paddle and on the front and back. I dig them, but uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll go over all the um the tournaments from last week and uh and and as always, if I pronounce your name wrong, we're really lucky this week. We we have a sponsor. Uh, Scott Butcher said that he's if I pronounce your name wrong, he will give you a mouth kiss. So. Uh, if I say your name wrong, just send him a DM saying that um, I want that kiss that you promised me. That's all you have to do. Just send him that message, uh, and he'll be happy to oblige. He's he's a hell of a guy, that Scott Butcher. So uh, first we have SIAC, that Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club. That was in conjunction with this KBF on Lake Monroe. Thirty-three anglers. First place was Jim Strunk. He had seventy and three quarter, and uh, that's what um. He was the only one in the club with a five fish limit. So that tells you exactly how tough that tournament was. And that's local people. He was the only one with a tournament a limit out of 50, 33 people. So that's crazy. And um, so Randy Doris had 66 and three quarter, and Jason Cassidy had 53 inches. Next up, Ontario Kayak Bass Trail on Lake Kekouching. 66 anglers won Canadian clubs. John Dean, he was on here not too long ago with 84 and a half. Uh Richard Offner, he won the he won a Hobie recently in that border classic with 82 and a quarter. And Mig Sig, I love that name with 78 and three quarter. Then you had Kayak Anglers of Florida on Toho had 29 anglers this week we go ahead and put them in here it's usually 30 but we got them in uh mark passamato with 99 and three quarter jake suvac the kayak fishing jesus with 81 inches and joshua mercer with 90 inches then Moyak on lake Como, 57 anglers Dorman Hughley with 85 and a half jason martin with 83 and three quarter and richie mcmichael with 81 and three three quarter clarksville area kayak fishing group season ending classic 31 anglers, Travis, Travis Ashley got first with 93 and a half. Kurt P- Puganot, I know I pronounced that name. So there is a mouth kiss. Yes. There you go. Uh, I, I think it's Puganot actually with 90 and a half. And Mike Cheatham with 84 and a quarter. Next up, natural state kayak anglers on Beaver Lake, 61 anglers. Justin Brewer, uh, 76 inches. It went down to a second fish. Second weekend row with Hope Wafford 76 inches as well. And Justin Phillips in third with 74 and a half. Then Michigan, Michigan Kayak Trail on a Grand River, 46 anglers. David Keichner with 83 and a quarter. Adam Turkey with Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. With 82 and three quarter and Michael Ogler with 82 and 3 quarter. Uh, hell jump right there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, man, it's but it's not pronounced, it's doesn't have a Y. why. Maybe I missed the Y whenever I typed it. I don't know. It's Turkey. Uh or Turk. One of the two. Uh Nebraska CAC Anglers on Wanahoo. That's a fun one to say. 41 anglers, Nate Glory and first with 84 and a quarter, Chung Fam with 83 inches, and Jared Cuff with 81 and a half. Then Oklahoma kayak anglers on Birch Lake, 51 anglers. Jacob Wycombe with 75 and three quarter. John Queen, 72 and a quarter. Michael Metcalf with 71 and three quarter. Kayak fishing Utah on Hiram Reservoir and the Fluke Master went out and fished at, So he must be doing a world tour. But uh, 50 anglers. Tate Brown, 72 and a three quarter. Cody Helen, Uh, Our Hanley with 71 and three quarter and Corey Anderson with 66 and three quarter next up Iowa kayak anglers on Lake Acarsa 30 anglers only three out of 30 people only three people filled their limit that's a brutal one Uh, Todd Todd Arnholtz with 73 inches Joe Bailey 70 and three quarter and Jeff Kirby with 70 inches so that was all three people who got a limit And last but not least, three-fish limit, Cincinnati kayak fishing on Rocky Fork Lake, 37 anglers. Brock Spencer with 50 and a quarter. Reese Straughton with 50 inches. And Danny Bell with 84 and three-quarter. And our very own Brad Hicks got eighth eighth place. So congratulations to everybody. And Gene Wilson, there you go. Congrats all. Yeah, we, we love talking about different tournaments around the country. I had their, had their tournaments and we cap it at 30, out, We do in CAC anglers of Florida. Cause that, that's my boy down there. But uh, yeah, if, if you have a club that you want us to mention sponsor, or just say something about, even if you have less than 30 anglers, just let us know, either message me and Jimmy and we'll make sure to get y'all on. So another great show. I don't know what we're going to do next week, but uh, I guess it'll be that East West Harbor event. Maybe. But uh, but yeah,
4: being a guest,
3: yeah, great guys. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. I, I like those episodes. Whenever we learn, That's,
4: I, I wish that I mean I like that the episode just kind of goes where it goes. But yeah. it, it, I really like when you really get to get in their head and get the
3: get the info to help make you and everybody listening better. Yep, yeah. and those I mean those are two guys who are doing it right. Have the sponsors. I mean, you can follow them, at not just our fishing, but I mean, you know, you, just how they conduct themselves.
4: And you you heard Matt say at like, you know, you got to soak it up, soak up all the information you can. And that's the kind of people you want to soak it up from. I mean, there's, you know, videos and all sorts of other information. But when you hear somebody that's on top of the sport, that's the time to
3: open your ears up and listen. Yeah. And both of them. I mean, look at Matt. Day one was staking it up, went back somewhere else and found them and won the tournament. And he did not give up. Cody won the tournament in the last three minutes. Or, um,
4: yeah, three or four minutes.
3: And he only had one fish day one, and said, "Yeah, I'll go ahead and fish day two. St- went through the whole thing and didn't, you know, last three minutes. That's so that's why, that's why he's Cody Milton. That's do why you, he went in tournaments. Do he you think
4: if you had fished that event, you'd caught one fish on day one? Do you think honestly that you would have been able to? get your head right and go again day two
3: it, it'd be tough man yeah, yeah i mean especially staying in a barn who wants to stay in a barn with a bunch of animals
4: just kidding. Oh, i mean if, <laughs> if, if you right with those guys i guess that's what makes you go day two <laughs> yeah just kidding
3: but uh yeah maybe he you know maybe he was you know getting a little bit of information from matt kind of oh they're up shallow okay i can get in on that but he was punching 10 foot matt so it's not like he was fishing that shallow so yeah, that's, you know, he did not give up. See,
4: Show stuff you. like that, man. Usually when I'm punching it super shallow, it's little bits of information like that that, like, open your, like, oh, need yeah. to try that.
3: See, yeah, I, I need to punch more. I love to do it, but I don't do it that often just because, you know. It's, it's time-consuming for real. Like, like if I'm I- down in Florida or something, I will, but it's hard to do it other places.
4: I I seriously like I went by so much that I wanted to punch on Gunnersville Sunday, and I was just like I know if I turn and do this I'm gonna sit here and cook in this sun for the next you know five hours because I'm gonna punch every bit of it. Yeah. But
3: all right, well as always thank all you for listening and we'll see you again next week and as always wear your PFDs. All right, thanks everybody have a good night. Good night.
5: on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jig Master's jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.